back to Low Expectations with your host, Erwin. Um, it is Tuesday, February 1st. February is a weird one because at this point of the year, this point of the year, like we've been here long. Um, at this point, you realize how fast a month can go by um, in just a blink of an eye. And now more than ever, you realize if you even like worked at your um, New Year's resolution, you know what I mean? Did you even get started? So this is a um, bit of a depressing month for a lot of people. Not me. I've been going to the gym. I'm recording. I'm working. I'm working. Back on track. Um, still cold as fuck outside, nothing new there, um, we're selling the house, I've lived in this house since my junior year in high school, and we're finally making the choice of looking for a place a little bigger, um, we, we have a dog, so that's main like the main reason we want a yard and um, more parking space, cause now my brother drives, so there's like four cars in our like little ass driveway, so it's a little annoying always having to ask someone to move your car, or their car I mean, like especially if you're trying like, <laughs> sometimes I'm the first one to leave in the morning for work, and sometimes I'll be the first to come home from work, so I'll be the first one um. All the way up in the driveway, and I have to ask my father and brother to move their cars at seven in the morning. So not my um most favorite thing to do in the morning, because I don't even want to wake up, and I definitely don't want to wake up my father. <laughs> That's never fun. Um, but yeah, so past couple of days have been a little crazy with getting the house ready. Um, my brother has a dartboard in his room, and he bought a, like, a bigger dartboard, basically is what it is, to go around it, and to, like, if you miss the dartboard, it hits that foam thing, whatever, and you don't damage the wall. This dude has got to be the worst freaking aim ever. He has so many holes around the protective layer, background circle, whatever. And he still has a, like a bunch of so he spent the day today um patching holes. Um there's like a weird not even a hole. Kind I feel like someone moved furniture before down here in my room and like hit the wall like wall and there's just like a scuff mark. But it's not a hole, but it is kinda like into the wall. So I'll probably have to be doing that soon. Looking around my room, I don't think there's... Other than, like, stuff I hung up, I'll have to, like, cover up those holes when I take stuff down. I was upset because I just recently, like, not redecorated, but, like, put up new posters and stuff in my room. New skateboards on the wall. And then they're like, hey, we're selling the house. Like, fuck, nice. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy because I... Nothing bad about, like, wrong with the neighborhood I live in, but, like... From the point we moved here to now, it's kind of gotten a little messy. A little... Nothing wrong with the place, just not really what I want or we want to live anymore. 
what you want a little more space yard i don't know less neighbors definitely less neighbors all right anyway we got championship recap um super bowl prediction and some Concacaf world cup qualifiers we can get into today um start with the 49ers rams game just because it was i don't want to say let's just start with it right let's just let's go ahead i got this new mic arm by the way i don't know what they call it mic arm stand whatever um so i think it sounds a little better with it just like the mic being in one place you can kind of tell when i get too far away from it though yesterday i could hear myself breathing as i talked though like i did a little like test run so, and I couldn't really figure out what was causing it other than, like, my breathing. <laughs> so, I don't know if someone can tell me how to fix that or if there's something I can do, like, edit-wise or whatever, just to, like... It's a little annoying that to listen to me breathe. But anyway, here we go. 49ers Rams, I will be honest, I fell asleep during this game. I woke up, and I thought the game was definitely over because I thought it started a little earlier, like 6, I think, something like that. I honestly thought the game was over, so I was like, I'm just going to go take a shower and I'll look up the score later. Took a shower, brushed my teeth, did a whole nine yards, come back, and it's the fourth quarter. I was like, wow. <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure the score at that point was like the same. I honestly don't even remember. It was such a boring game up, up until like the end. I'll say one thing though. I I said the 49ers had a chance if they kept it ugly. And they were up while they kept it ugly, but can't count out the Rams, like I said. That was a hard one to choose. Choose a winner in that one. But um like I said, they had to keep it ugly, and they did. Problem was this man threw a touchdown, and as we can tell, they're only good when he doesn't when Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw a touchdown. They definitely choked, though. Um, 49ers let the Super Bowl slip through their hands quite literally. I don't know who the who the guy was, but pretty easy pick if you ask me. Like I, I hate to be the guy to say it, but I think I would have picked that one off. Straight to my chest. Nobody around me. I'm making a play, man. I'm taking I'm I'm taking that one to the house. Pick six, pick six, and I'm taking my team to the Super Bowl. Sad, cause um, I did I very uh, much vouch for Jimmy G, last podcast. Said all this man does is win, and now he's getting traded. Oh man, I wonder where he'll end up at though. I don't want him at the Broncos though. So before anyone even throws that out there, I, we don't want him. Keep him. We Gucci. <laughs> I'd rather just put up another season with like Drew Locke. <laughs> And at the post, or who who's the quarterback this year? Uh, that makes me sound like a bad bad fan. Bad bad fan. Boo. Oh, what was his name? Screw. I'm the worst fan. Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, that's what it was. 
All right, so I, um, pretty boring game to be honest. Other than sudden, like the end, Rams pop off. I don't really got much to say else about this game. But then Rams got to be heavy favorites going into this game. I think they were four and a half point favorites on the spread. I want to take a look at that money line though. It's looking a little spicy. If you want to put money on the Bengals, um. Anyway, other than that, uh, try to look. I guess uh, the only thing I'll say about Rams is I feel I felt bad for Stafford after having doing like being in Detroit for so long. So this it's like his reward, you know, his reward for putting up with such a bad team for so many years. Get to go to the Super Bowl, buddy. Here you go, one time. See what you got. OBJ, on the other hand, uh, could care less. I'm more more rooting for my my, my guy Stafford. Just because OBJ has been a little bit of a drama queen these past couple seasons. But anyway, enough of that boring game. Let's 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 go. Chiefs Bengals. I predicted this one correctly, and that doesn't happen very often. Not me being so bold and confident about a game. That doesn't happen very often. I do predict games correctly, though. Or I would have stopped gambling a long time ago. Although I ha- I will admit I haven't been gambling. Because like I usually say, I'm saving up the good luck for one game. And it's a super rule. So we will get to that. But anyway, I predicted this one correctly. Clap it up for Burrow. What a game. What a game. Great comeback win. Right when everyone thought they were counted out. What are you thinking? Like, never had a chance. What are they even doing here? Like, thanks for showing up. Lucky to even be this far into the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. My man's Burrow shut it all out. And got a dub. Got himself a dub. Got himself one-way ticket to the Super Bowl. And it was interesting how they did it. Because the Chiefs got a little too comfortable. And I think at one point, even the Bengals have to admit, they were counting themselves out and were ready to pack the bags and go back to Cincinnati and just call it a great season. They were ready. They'd be lying if they said they weren't. Anybody, 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 anybody on that sideline at one point was giving up. To be down 21-3... Against Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and you being the Bengals, you gotta be like, all right, you know, great, we made it here. You know, it's not the worst of seasons. I mean, they their odds to be in the Super Bowl were exactly the same as the Bang um Bengals, than the Jaguars, and we saw what happened with the Jaguars. They were fighting for a first round draft pick again, while the Bengals are freaking playing for a Super Bowl ticket. You know. Levels to this shit. Levels to this shit. Burrow versus... What's his name? Long hair dude. Trevor Lawrence. I think we know who the real... The real... Like... The better of the two. Although, I mean... I don't even want to go down that take just because the whole Jaguar situation was fucked for Trevor Lawrence. Horrible, horrible situation to walk into. 
So let's not even get into that. On the other hand, a lot of people are saying, like, this isn't as... I guess the word I'm looking for is not embarrassing for the Chiefs to have gone out to the Bengals. Because if, if you look back at their season, they started off, like, what, like 0-4, 0-3, or, like, 1-4, and four, something like that. Like, it wasn't a very good season for the Chiefs at the beginning. And everyone was counting them out. Everyone was like, oh, Chiefs' kingdom is done. Dynasty of one. I mean, so still dynasty of one. But, um, I mean, it just shows you how, like, their bounce-back ability to have such a horrible start to the season and then, boom, one game away from from another ring, potentially, you know? Just weren't counting on Joe Burrow being there. Um, I don't know if anybody. The, the coolest part about like watching these Bengal games is like the pictures that are coming out afterwards. Um, the newest one was um, Jamar Chase's dad and Joe Burrow's dad smoking a cigar. That's a pretty cool pick. That's a dope ass pick. You know what I mean? Their their dads are gonna frame post. You gotta make that one into a poster. It's going to be inside the house. They're going to talk about that picture for ages. Imagine if they win the Super Bowl. We got to get a, they got to get a pick of the four of them smoking a cigar. It's only right. Make it happen. Make it happen, Joe Burrow. Um, but yeah, last week I was saying like we're still on the search for that Bengals fan that had the the future on um Bengals making it to their Super Bowl. Still search if you're that Bengals fan, hit my line. We'll have you on the show. But yeah, definitely going to need that cigar pick after the Super Bowl. So, hammering the Bengals. My brother's singing upstairs. I don't know if that mic picked it up. That'd be funny if it did. Enjoy that if it did. Alright, anyway, enough of the championship recap. On to the most important game of the year. The Super Bowl, baby. My heart says Bengals, just because how could you not root for the Bengals at this point? Whoa. I really hope the mic picked that up, because that was weird as fuck. This dude is screaming. Uh, Alright, anyway, my heart says Bengals. You have no heart. No heart. No feelings. If you're betting against the Bengals. The team of America right now. This dude has to stop singing, bro. I can't focus. But a smart better would say, take the, take the Rams, take the Rams. But on this podcast, we follow the heart. We're very um, we're a heart podcast. Heavy on the heart. So of course, of course, of course, we are hammering Bengals money line on February 13th when the Bengals face off against the Rams. We are hammering Bengals money line. I think all of America is, all of us, if there's one thing we can all get behind, it's Bengals money line. I don't think there's ever been a bet where like, where we're all going to bet the same thing, you know what I mean? I don't think there's been a game like that. 
And the only reason you should be betting Rams is either you're smart or you're from LA, alright? Those are the only reasons. <laughs> only two reasons. If, if you're dumb and not from LA, then you're betting Bengals with me. Have you on the heart here on on the low expectations? I'll give you one even better. I'll go one step more until you final score prediction. 28-14. Jamar Chase, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. You heard it here first. Two touchdowns. Hell, I think Burrow might even walk one in. Just saying. Just, just saying. And then uh, another reason why I'm, I'm very heavy on the Bengals... Remember how I was saying I'm very heavy on um, like breaking records, making history. Like the one thing that really, <laughs> I'm not a Patriots fan, but the one thing that will that bothers me every time I hear about it or see like a video about it or whatever, it always throws me off. Is that undefeated season that Tom Brady had and they didn't win the Super Bowl? That will just forever bother me. And not like I said, not because I'm a Patriots fan or whatever. Just the simple fact that it was pff, one game away from just perfection, you know what I mean? At that point, I don't care who does it. Just somebody did it, you know what I mean? Somebody was capable of going perfect a whole season, but they fell down one. Just that one game. I'm sure that's the one that hurts Brady the most because it would hurt any of us. It would drive any of us crazy. So it's... There you go. There's you see that Tom Brady mental aspect right there. Cause that I would I'd go crazy thinking about that one game. How it was so close to perfection. And i like it sucks that it's a Super Bowl that you lost. I, I would have much rather like catch that out way earlier in the season and then still get a Super Bowl, but there's a reason perfection is so hard to achieve, right? You chase it or the whole Rest of your life, like Tom Brady did, for 22 years. <laughs> but the reason, we went on a whole tangent about Tom Brady's, that whatever bothered me. But um, so this one would be the first time that a first rounder, or is it first overall pick, wins a Heisman, wins national championship, and then wins the Super Bowl. This would be his, his second year, Joe Burrows. So I don't know how that work, that stat works, but he's he's set to make history as well, right? And then you have Stafford and OBJ winning their first. And my boy Von Miller winning the second. But I'd, much, I'd much rather let Joe Burrow make history, right? I'd much rather see that. So, like I said, if you have a heart, which is all of you, every single one of you, we're hammering Bengals money line. Let me know if you're riding with me in the podcast. Or if you're smart and you're not. <laughs> Alright, that's enough football. Now it's if you don't give a fuck about soccer, this you can tune out. This is gonna be soccer from here. Um, CONCACAF getting a little tighter. And as a Mexican fan, it's quite honestly getting a little uncomfortable. Um, so let's just go straight to it. Canada versus USA. 
Canada is still unbeaten to this point, which I think is like, what, seven, maybe eight games in? I don't know how many they have to play to qualify for the, how much they're in the qualifies for um, the World Cup or whatever. Canada has stayed unbeaten this whole time. First place, and then there's the U.S., and then Mexico. I don't know who's in fourth. doesn't matter. Just top three of us matter, right? Canada beat U.S. this, what was it, Sunday? And I, I, as a Mexico fan sitting in third place, I really needed at least, at least a tie. That would be like best case scenario. I think that if a tie and us winning would have put us maybe at one point behind or tied for second or first place. I don't know. Point is, I mean, I we as Mexico we needed Canada and USA to drop points. Mexico needed to win against Costa Rica, and none of those things happened. Canada beat USA two zero. I think they scored the first goal in like seven minutes in, and then in the ninety fifth minute, so just heartbreak for the U.S. fans, not for me. Any U.S. loss is you know great news for me, especially if it's to Canada or Mexico, being that I'm Mexican Canadian. Blah, blah, blah. Not get too technical into that, but I know. But I mean, now there's a, a huge, 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 huge ar- argument for um, Canada being the new king of Concacaf, or at least capable of taking the throne from Mexico. They've beat Mexico. They've beat. The current Gold Cup champs, the U.S., and they're undefeated at this point. I think if they finish the qualifiers undefeated and go to a World Cup and Mexico struggles a little more, because they tied 0-0 against Costa Rica, which was a... We'll get into that. But um, I think if Canada stays unbeaten... And they beat the U.S. without Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies. Davis? Davies? You know who I'm talking about. They did it without him. So, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made there that Canada's slowly taking its dominance over um, CONCACAF. I don't want to hear nothing about U.S. being number one in the CONCACAF. All right, uh, I'm not even going to have that discussion. Like I said, this was very much celebrated in my house. Any U.S. loss is reason to celebrate, especially when we're sitting in third right behind them. Only by one goal and goal differential, though, so don't get too comfortable. All right, and then on the other hand, Mexico just goes from bad to worse. And you might be saying, but you're in third place. They're going to qualify. Are we going to qualify? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know because the Mexican Federation already has apparently like a backup plan. A backup like um, manager ready to go in case Tata Martino's campaign gets worse. And I've been saying this since since even before we lost the, the Gold Cup to U.S. in Vegas. I said it. Tata Martino's a fraud. I think the only thing he's won is MLS, like, league, right? That's the only thing. 
He's just he has a whole bunch of more like finals lost and things he's won. So I, I never like the there's a choice to have him there. Um, like I said, campaign is just going from bad to worse. And we beat Jamaica like the other the first game back to these qualifiers, and then we just tied Costa Rica zero zero. It's it's a, just a little crazy how we can't score sometimes. You know what I mean? How do we not score? There's just so many games that are like frustrating to watch because you see, at least I I've watched a lot of these um the younger players that play in the Liga MX, and you're just like, what? Well, I see you tearing it up every other weekend. Like one goal, please, one uno, just one. None. We go. I think there was a point in the um, qualifiers we went like two or three games without scoring a goal. What is that? What is that? Or tying? Like, why are we tying every single game? Why? Why? Um, but like I was saying, Tata Martino needs to get out. Uh, just quit, bro. Quit. I'm not the only one asking for you to quit. You know, at least go out on your own terms. Go out on your own terms. Don't get fired. Because you're going to get fired. And then you're just going to be a meme. The Mexican people ain't nice. I'm not nice. I'll have a meme ready. Um, Apparently the backup um, coach or manager or whatever is... um. You guys might know him because he was the coach during the 2014 World Cup. Well, it's Piojo Herrera. I personally like him. He's coaching Tigres right now, but this dude does not give a fuck. He, anytime he, this dude is offered a new contract from any other team, this dude, fuck it, drops the team he's coaching, and he's like, where are we going? Huh? Like, <laughs> does not care if he's in the middle of like contract, whatever. This dude is leaving. Especially if it's Mexico national team calling. So I'm happy with that. Like I said, we're in third place, four points behind. It's not the biggest deficit, but um, like I said, Canada's undefeated. They're not showing any signs of slowing down. They're down Alfonso Davies, but like I said, no signs of slowing down. So those po- those four points might be more than we can bargain for. I honestly, if we even get second place... Wow, you know? Like I was saying, all this talent, where is it at? Where is it at on the field? Tata Martino cannot get his team to play. Well, they play. They just don't perform. Now, is it a thing of lack of confidence in the coaching, whatever, blah, blah, blah? I think Mexico is just one of those national teams where as good as they could be, they're just never going to fulfill that potential. You know what I mean? And it's just something I'm going to have to... Had to live with, you know. I'm never going to see my country lift the World Cup. Wow, that got, that got really dark. My country will eventually win a World Cup, all right? Eventually. One of these, hopefully before I die. Probably not, though, to be completely honest. I'll never see them win. Here's one thing I have to say to the Mexican national team. 
And I, I was going to say we, but this is all you. This is all you, Mexican Federation. You are fucking up. You are fucking up leaving certain youth players out of the first team. Prime example, Marcelo Flores. This dude is a walking goal. Talking about lack of goals, we got a walking goal playing U21 national team. Wasting his talents. Canada is knocking on his door trying to get this dude to sign with him and go play for the Canadian national team. If we let that happen, that is going to be... That dude, the, the moment we make it to a World Cup final, that dude is going to be the one that scores against us and we lose. That's how big of an impact I think he could have. You know? Forget Diego Linus. Forget Jose Juan Macias. Forget Alexis Vega. Forget Uriel Antuna. This is the kid we want on the team. This is the guy. Yazoo can score with both feet. He's fast, quick on his feet, can dribble, shoot. Why are we not playing him? Canada's dying. Canada's dying to have this guy. Especially with recent um, injuries and health concerns. They would love to have this guy. And he would walk right in to the starting lineup. And us, we're still trying to play 40-year-olds. Well, like 36, 37-year-olds, whatever. 35. Old heads. Alright, enough of that Mexico before I get more mad. We were talking about earlier about how um, how we're, we're moving and um, there's two two things that really, 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 really worry me some might even say scare me about moving and one is being what if we move into a haunted house you know nobody ever knows that their house is haunted until they're living in it so there's no way of me walking through this house and being oh it's haunted no i'm good you know there's no way of knowing absolutely no way so I'm either A, scared of moving into a haunted house, or B, the neighbor be some like creepy fuck. You know, the one that just like kind of like creeps out the window blind and then you catch him like sneaking over, like peeking over. Um, you never see him outside. Curtains are always drawn. Creepy, creepy old fucks, you know what I mean? That's the only thing. So like, I just don't want to end up, like, starring in the next Paranormal Activity or, like, Scream movie. And if I do end up moving next to some fucking creep, don't stab me. Don't make it a painful thing. <laughs> Shoot me. Shoot me. Do it quick. You know what I mean? Understand you got your needs as a killer. Just, you know what I mean? I don't have a need to um, be stabbed 70 times and um, live through it all. You know, make it quick. 
people don't have time for all this, you know what I mean? People don't have the time to be sitting there just getting stabbed a hundred times. So killers, just be a little more considerate of me. Um, I got my manager to buy another another Oculus, to buy an Oculus um, VR thing. I took mine to work on Friday and he went crazy about it. He's going to buy his own. Um, so like I'm slowly, slowly, slowly recruiting my own. Metaverse army. So, if you want to join my army, uh, let me like, hit me up on uh, like I think Facebook, Facebook for the Oculus, and then you know, we can get the army going. But uh, you know, I'm slowly populating the metaverse. Um, Zuckerberg, run me my fucking check, bro. Um, I single handedly got two more people to buy an Oculus. So, I don't know. We can talk percentages on commission later, but. I'm populating the metaverse right now. I'm like a founding father right now for the metaverse. Just f- fathering all these little, all these kids in the metaverse. Um, so like either run the check or like what's up with the with the rewards program? You know what I mean? For every like one person I bring in, I get like a free game or something. Those games get a little pricey. Something to think about Zuckerberg, or else you will be hearing from my lawyers. Or matter of fact, I'll just I'll make my own metaverse, my own people. All right, that that's, that's enough. I'm just rambling on about stupid stuff now at this point. Um, thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. I think we ran a little longer than usual, so sorry about that. Um, but if you enjoyed it, you're welcome. Anyways. Have yourselves a good rest of the week, and I will see you before the Super Bowl. Bye.